am Kelly. My whole life, people have called me quirky or weird. So this is my story and the stories of all the strange people I've met along the way. Welcome to my new podcast, Weirdo Magnet. Hi there. So today's episode is me reading a short story I wrote called Jesus and Frank about when my dad and I went on vacation. I hope you enjoy it. Talk to you later. Jesus and Frank. What time is it, I asked, groggy and mumbling. Time to get up, Kelly. Seriously, what time is it? It's 5.30. That way, we can get a start on our day. Yeah, but we could wait for daybreak. No point in starting our day before the sun does, I mutter. Have some coffee, Dad says to me. Before our visit to Islands of Adventure theme park in Orlando, Dad and I had a different sort of adventure. We parked his camper at an old fishing camp near Kissimmee, Florida. Sleeping on the deserted grounds of the camp made me a bit nervous. It didn't seem like any camp I'd ever go to. Five or maybe six outdoor shacks lay along the perimeter of the camp facing the lake, while the main cabin sat in the middle, a sort of mess hall slash restaurant with grilled cheese featured prominently next to the daily fish specials on the menu. No fries were offered, but I did get free potato chips with my grilled cheese. Toothless men with greasy hair sat near Dad and me, and I was glad he was there. I'm not sure if they realized we were father and daughter, but I really didn't care. If they thought we were together, I didn't have to talk to any fellow fishermen about the day's pull out in the lake. The February trip to Florida was a Christmas present when I was 27 from my dad that we could both enjoy. The fact that we were spending a week together was a novel experience for me. The last time we had spent any Significant amount of time together, I was six years old, making me both smaller and more obedient. After my parents divorced, my two brothers and I went to live with my mom. Dad became a Sunday dad that took us miniature golfing to Chuck E. Cheese or shopping for cool tennis shoes. I'm not much for camping. I'm more of a Holiday Inn kind of person. Not that a camper was really roughing it, but it was more rustic than anything else I'd done. The camper consisted mostly of aluminum and plastic. It was a compact model that hooked onto the back of Dad's pickup truck. Inside, cream walls blended with yellow and beige plaid curtains that covered the tiny windows. The kitchen table folded out flat to become my bed at night. Dad slept in the loft-style bed above my head, and directly across from me was the kitchen with the half-pint-sized fridge and sink that was big enough for two cups and a bowl. The bathroom ran next to my sleeping quarters, closer to the back of the camper. I packed accordingly for my camping trip, meaning eight pairs of shoes, dresses, pretty shorts, and my new pajamas from Victoria's Secret. The type favored by Bert and Ernie. Long pants with a matching bottom with a thin pinstripe in yellow and orange. Dad called them my Victoria Principal pajamas, an actress from the TV show Dallas. I'm only pointing this out so the story doesn't take on some weird Lolita tone. It wasn't that sort of trip. I had two suitcases to Dad's sole duffel bag, half full. 
He picked me up on a balmy February day with our house attached to the back of the F-350 diesel truck. Dad said you can tell a diesel by the sound it makes. I guess if he meant a super loud chugging noise, then yeah, I could tell. I worried we wouldn't have anything to say to each other. What could we say? We hadn't been on vacation together in years. What if the days were filled with awkward silences, I'd wondered. In retrospect, this worry was unfounded. Even sleeping, my dad sometimes talks. And when I was a child, adults routinely bribed me to get me to shut up. Sometimes it was for fresh strawberries. Other times, it was just to see if it could be done. Dad claimed the pre-dawn wake-up was necessary since we planned to meet my older brother Shane and his best friend Jeff outside the park at 11. We camped about 30 minutes away, so it was a good good thing we were up at 5.30. I think of early as 8 a.m., but to my dad, early meant it's still dark out. And if he was up, I was up. Dad wasn't quiet. His smoker's cough rattled down over my head from his perch in the upper bunk echoing like a run-down freight train. Sounds magnified and bounced off the steel walls of the camper. My eyes popped open. Dad figured if my eyes were open, that was close enough, and I was up for conversation. He wasn't letting me get back to sleep. He started talking and asking me questions that I couldn't answer. Questions like, Did I hear how that fire ended last night on the news? The news he insisted we watch on his mini-TV that helped him sleep, but kept me awake. He snored through the whole story. The last thing he'd heard was that a fire broke out in a neighborhood about 50 miles from where we were staying. Did anyone get hurt? Why would somebody set a fire? As he peppered me with questions about a news broadcast that I had no desire to watch in the first place, I had to concentrate on not yelling at him for waking me up so early. I sat up, my stomach nauseated, which was a common ailment of mine when I awoke too early. I knew it would pass in a few hours. I eased my brain into wake mode with a cup of coffee with loads of cream. Much to my dad's disappointment, he took his black and strong. But I told him I needed cream for my coffee. I preferred the liquid creamer but was given powdered coffee mate with a long explanation that the fridge is small and was costly to run often. After his coughing and my coffee and crankiness, I dressed in denim shorts and a valentine-themed t-shirt that I'd picked up at Target. It was red with the words be mine in pink script on the front. Dad dressed in shorts and a white cotton shirt. As we set off down I-85 headed toward Orlando, we ironically hit the morning commute traffic and sat idle for long moments. I took the downtime as an opportunity to apply mascara using the Ford truck's F-350 side mirror like my personal vanity counter. As we inched along, I let the breeze and the sun warm my mood. I was excited about being on vacation, and I hadn't been to a theme park since I was a kid. The last time I'd been to Disney World, I was 10, and my dad didn't make the trip. It was post-divorce, and him and I had never walked among the hallowed grounds of a themed park of this magnitude. This was more than the Ferris wheel on the grounds of the local church parking lot. We pulled up to Islands of Adventure and parked the truck. I don't want to go in there, Dad says. What are you talking about, I say. Yeah, I don't, I really don't like rides, that's all. Um, but we just paid over $90 each to get in here, plus Shane and Jeff are meeting us inside. 
It was our whole day's agenda, and you're the one who suggested we come here, I say. It's a waste of time to turn around, so I guess we can just go in then, Dad agrees. Thankful that I wouldn't be spending the day just outside the park perimeter sitting in the truck like a forgotten dog with the window down, we headed for the main entrance to meet up with Shane and Jeff. After a few minutes, we found them and we walked toward the park's center console. Shane was excited about the new Spider-Man ride, so we started there. As we stood in line, Shane, Jeff, and I made jokes waiting to board the Spidey car. You'd think we'd be embarrassed since we were all in our late 20s, but we blended into the crowd that was full of seniors, teenagers, and lots of families. I was happy that I didn't see a bunch of teens groping each other and making out in line. Apparently that sort of behavior was encouraged at Cedar Point, but frowned upon in Islands of Adventure. Dad set out the first round of the Spider-Man roller coaster, but watched us and cheered from the ground below. When the whirly, crazy ride finally came to a halt and our turn was over, we wanted to go again. This time, we convinced Dad to come along, and he sat next to Jeff, leaving me alone in the other car with Shane. After each ride was over, the evil park geniuses made sure you ended up in that ride's themed gift shop. Ten minutes of Spider-Man keychains, t-shirts, and sunglasses was enough for me and everyone else. After Spidey, we strolled around the, the park to look at the eerily clean grounds that is Islands of Adventure. The minute a hint of dirt or a stray burger wrapper was on the ground, it was immediately removed by silent, stoic Disney workers. We headed next to the Jurassic Park water ride. After we floated along serenely on our raft for a few minutes, we came around a bend to find a hulking dinosaur head sticking out of the water. Its robotic body jumped out of the water and screeched at us. It was the precursor to the large drop-off in the waterfall then that plummeted us into the water below. After my stomach returned to its normal spot, I was immediately priding myself on my hair not feeling too wet. That is, until we got out of the raft and I caught a glimpse of myself in the reflection of the Jurassic Park gift shop. My hair was stringy and my mascara had started to run, making me look like Alice Cooper after a night of partying with Ted Nugent. As Dad, Shane, Jeff, and I stood off to the side, a woman walked by carrying a basket of roses the sort you might see at a fancy Italian restaurant. Billy Joel's scenes from an Italian restaurant automatically started playing in my head. My dad's voice broke my song. Hey Shane, it's Valentine's Day. Why don't you buy your sister a rose? Shane and I turned in unison with looks of horror on our faces. I spoke first. I'll kill you. Shane said, don't worry, I wasn't going to do it. My dad goaded us a bit longer. Come on, I think it's sweet to buy your sister a rose, he said with a deadpan expression on his face. The basket woman was barreling down on us. We quickly skirted down the sidewalk toward the elephant ear stand, leaving her in our dust. Minutes later, we were all seated at a small table with our own elephant ears dressed in chocolate syrup, fresh strawberries, whipped cream, and powdered sugar. After our bellies were stuffed, Dad wanted to take a few pictures. He decided the mythical-themed flying unicorn ride was a good spot, but he doesn't like to take what he calls posed photos, so even though I was standing between Jeff and Shane with the express purpose of taking a photo, he didn't wait for any of us to look at the camera and instead started snapping away. After I returned home from my trip and had the photos developed, I was left with piles of pictures that were unfocused, some with half of us out of frame, but they were candid, that's for sure. 
I did end up with one photo from that afternoon. The four of us posed in front of the unicorn stone head statue, all of us smiling and facing the camera. I suspect this is because a stranger took it and prescribed to a different reality than my dad. The hot sun started to bear down and the four of us headed over to the kid-friendly rides, which all had signs posted out front in bold letters, Children must accompany you. Dad turned to me and asked if we should borrow somebody's kids so we could get on the cat in the hat ride. The woman behind, the woman in line behind us grabbed her son a little tighter, apparently not understanding my dad's sense of humor. The teacup was spacious and fit us all inside. We spun around and went inside a little house decorated with cats and hats and all things Dr. Seuss. When the ride was over, we were predictably dropped off inside the cat in the hat gift shop Full of sweatshirts, beer koozies, books, videos, keychains, magnets, and coffee mugs. My tolerance for theme parks had been reached, and after the early start to my day, I was ready to go home. Dad, however, loved to shop and can spend two hours at the grocery store just in the produce section looking at fruit. The last time we grocery shopped, he spent 30 minutes telling me the apples that were on sale were hidden, acting as if Myers was playing an elaborate game of hide-and-seek with the sale apples. So he wasn't going anywhere. Come on, Kelly, pick out a souvenir. That's sweet of you, Dad, but there's nothing in here I need. Besides, you paid for me to get in the park, and that's enough of a gift. No, come on, pick something. We've been here all day, and you haven't gotten anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a pack rat, and I hoard lots of things, including chocolate, books, and magazines, but I didn't want anything to do with the cat in the hat. My heart belonged to Curious George, but he wasn't an option. Dad stood near the wall of mugs, cat in the hat on one side in teal blue, and your name in black cursive script on the other. An entire pegboard filled with Sally's, Sam's, Jessica's, Jason's, John's, Kitty's, Carl's, and Ben's. How about a mug with your name on it? Here's the Kelly mug right here, Dad prodded. You know, besides elementary school with the personalized pencils, I never understood the name on your stuff. I know it's mine, and I surely remember what my name is. Dad chuckled. I guess you got a point there. But if you really want to buy me a vacation memento, I'll take this one. I held up a mug that said Frank on the side, because I like Frank Sinatra, and that seemed like a good a reason as any. Dad smiled and picked up a mug that said, Jesus, which is Jesus in Spanish, but Dad thought he'd use it in the morning, saying, Jesus, it's early. He took our novelty mugs up to the counter and paid for them. Many years later, my morning coffee consists of regular cream and no sugar. And on good days, I drink it out of my favorite mug. I'm happy to answer to Frank. Hi everybody, I hope you've enjoyed my reading of my original story, Jesus and Frank. And to end this episode, we're going to sign off with some music from my good friend Jimmy Ohio. The song is called Out of Sight. If you have any more interest in Jimmy's music, you can go to jimmyohio.com. And uh, be sure and check out the Weirdo Podcast Instagram and Facebook pages for future information on new episodes that will be coming. 
And um, that's it for now. I don't have a cool sign-off yet, so I'll just say peace out. When I woke up And you know